Welcome to the Divorce Comeback Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Heidi B., certified and trauma-informed divorce coach, professional planner, and go-to gal for navigating the next steps of your divorce journey. I'm so happy you've tuned in for the tools, topics, and truth talk to start transforming your life today. I truly believe that there are no setbacks in life, only set-ups for epic comebacks. So without further delay, let's continue creating your comeback today. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. We have an absolutely amazing episode for you today. I have Miss Leanna Carvalho. She is a certified health and life coach. And after suffering from PCOS for almost 20 years, Leanna was tired of the constant yo-yo dieting, not being heard by our doctors, facing the hardship of infertility, and found herself being defined by her PCOS. She was determined to find a real solution. And after going back to school for behavioral sciences and then taking a deep dive in the science of habit change, she realized that her healing journey was a lot less about food and exercise and a lot more about self-compassion. Since leaving school, Leanna has been able to help numerous women find their voice, get their PCOS symptoms under control, and find the life that they have always wanted on the other side. Welcome to the podcast, Leanna. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me, Heidi. Absolutely. This is going to be a deep dive today. You and I had the chance to chat with one another about a month ago. And immediately, I knew you were someone that would connect with our listeners. Your story goes far beyond your diagnosis with PCOS and so much more about just the humanness and the impacts and how we walk through life. And we're going to get into all of those goodies. So I cannot wait. If you don't mind, if you could just share a little bit about what you do, maybe what led you here and why you're so passionate about the work that you do. Oh, yes. So about 20 years ago, I was around 18 and I had been having um, a lot of like health, random health issues, wasn't able to like lose weight. I had hair appearing on my face, irregular cycles, all these things. And I kept going to the doctors and they kept saying, well, you just need to lose weight. Like that's probably it. It's your eating habits. It's all these things. And that really wasn't answering any of my questions because it was leading me to kind of go into some disordered eating. And, you know, that's a vital age when you're 16 to 18, not being able to figure out what's going on. And so I finally got a diagnosis. I finally found a doctor who, um, like I said, when I was 18, diagnosed me and said, I think you have something called polycystic ovarian syndrome. And so in that brief moment, I was so excited because like, finally, it's almost better like that there is something wrong because then I know how to fix it. But that next sentence that he said, or the next few sentences was, so what that means is that you're going to have a hard time losing weight, but you need to lose weight. You're always going to have problems with energy. You probably won't be able to have children. If you do have children naturally, then you're going to have to use fertility drugs. And oh, by the way, like this also leads to cardiac disease, diabetes, high cholesterol. And then just said, here's the pamphlet. Oh, if you want to go on contraceptives, that can help. And like, here's your card, like check out at the <laughs> at the front desk. Wow. And so at that time, I was like kind of bombarded and trying to think like, well, what does that mean? Because I already had, you know, I had a mother who had some health issues. My grandmothers on all sides of my family had heart disease. 
I had all these things facing me. And so I was kind of like hyper vigilant and like, well, what am I going to do to solve? And at the time I was a paramedic. And so I was already in the medical field. I knew what these things look like. And I was very scared. And so I went on this path for the next 10 to 15 years doing extreme dieting and doing everything, CrossFit, keto, Atkins. There was a thing called cabbage soup diet back in the day, you know, just kind of beating my body up because I thought if I lose weight, then I'll be healthy and I'll be fine. Yeah. And what that kind of led to was a lot of like, I would lose weight sometimes, but not others. I had a lot of issues with self-worth because here I am having like a hairy face who wants to be able to grow a beard, you know, Um, so my life changed a little bit later. Um, in 2013, I ended up meeting my husband, um, who I was in Brazil and happened to meet him. And what I recognized when I was living in Brazil was I was kind of like feeling better. I had a lot of energy. I was losing weight without really trying so there were a couple of things that kind of led me to see what that was, was that we were eating natural food, but I was also just moving around all the time. We didn't have a car, you know, living in Sao Paulo, it's a big city. We're yeah. walking everywhere. We're, we're doing all the things. And so it was the first time in my life that I like kind of stopped obsessing of what mm. I was, what I was doing. But shortly thereafter, we, after being married, we had our first miscarriage and that was due to PCOS. And it was interesting because some in Sao Paulo, they understood PCOS way more than I'd ever heard here. I've been going to doctors for years. And the only answer at that time was take oral contraceptive. And that really wasn't a solution. Not only made you have yeah. normal samples, but that was like such a small piece of it. Yeah. Um, and then shortly after when we moved to back to the States, all those symptoms started coming back, but I was cognizant of moving. I was cognizant of like eating the right foods and doing these things, but unfortunately I just kept getting sicker and sicker. Mm-hmm. And what I kind of found out in that voyage was, as you noted, like I went back to school, I realized there had to be something else to it. And what I kind of realized in that journey was that it's a lot less about what we're eating, how we're moving. It's more about like what's kind of coming within. So mm-hmm. what is our stress level? Because stressors putting you in that flight and fight, flight or fight mode, excuse <laughs> me, is something that really raises your cortisol, which raises your other hormones, which does all these things. And it's interesting because um, now working with the women I do, one of our main goals is really how they can have a voice, um, not just in their PCOS journey. But like what that looks like, because if you are facing, if you're not able to lose weight or you're not able to get your hormones in check, and then you're adding infertility, all those things, it really messes up the mental picture. You know, there's a study of PCOS women and they say that the women who are diagnosed with it, 97% are on some kind of anxiety or depression medication. There's no other syndrome or anything else like that, that really has those numbers. Um, And so that's just kind of been my goal. Yes. We, when I work with my clients, we do work on like, what is it like, what does eating real foods feel like? You know, (laughs) what does it feel like to not have to have restrictive dieting or not doing these? You know, what I found out in those years was that doing CrossFit was the worst thing I could have done for my body. It's why you would gain weight. It's why things because of the metabolic. Um, And so that's what I do now. I'm so compassionate about 
really giving women a voice and saying, let's find out what works best for you, not what works best for your best friend. Even if your best friend has PCOS, it does not mean that your voyage is going to look the same. Mm. And with that, I've been able to help. I've been able to help hundreds of women and I absolutely love it. And I wish that I try to be that person that I wish I would have had 20 years ago. Yes. It's just amazing. That's all. (laughs) I love the work that you're doing. And I know that so many women are probably sitting out there wondering, oh my gosh, she just told my story. I just didn't know there's somebody out there that has what I have that can help me actually do life differently. And I think that's a huge, huge part of both your and I's stories, which are completely different. But the work that we do helps people choose differently, look at life differently, because it can be really scary and uncomfortable to sit in uncertainty, which I can only imagine for the decades that you sat in uncertainty, looking for answers from doctors, trying all these different things, just like like gripping on to some kind of hope that something will eventually change. You know, I think for me, our topic today is one that's near and dear to my heart because, and after getting to know you and the story that you just shared, I knew that you were the perfect guest for this topic because it's a deep dive conversation around who am I now? And really giving people the permission to just be who you are. And so I love how you just described that even people with the same symptoms, it's really about figuring out what's best for you, what's right for you, who you're going to be now. Because when I was going through divorce, the biggest, biggest thing was when the papers were signed and things got real, like, okay, here I am, I'm on my own. And who the heck am I? Who am I now? I just had never been so attached to the narrative of being so many other things. And I realized that I actually never knew at a deep level who I was or who I wanted to be. And when that came around, it scared the shit out of me, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Like trying to figure out who am I now and what steps I needed to take that felt really scary. And I was just kind of like, maybe I should just shut down and deal with the fact that I'm going to be kind of unhappy and in this state forever. And that's just not the truth. So can you relate to this feeling in your own experience? Like what did this look like and feel like for you? Yeah. So there was a defining moment. So whether it's when you first get your diagnosis or, and, and when I talk to my clients, it's so funny because they've all had this defining moment of okay, you were a PCOS. So even if they go on Pinterest or they go on these things, there's this kind of empowerment of like, oh, Mm. I'm a PCOS sister. And you know, like this, like strong muscle. And you know what? All those things are true. Yes, you are very powerful. And there is some beauty to being strong and to being these things, but it's very lonely. And then they also consider like, okay, so now I know that Maybe I don't want to have kids right now, but what if I want to have kids? So there's that waiting of, well, who am I? I'm not a mom, but I want to be a mom. So, or it's the, you know, we hear oftentimes, um, especially like new moms, they're like, just, they've kind of lost their identity because now they've grown this human being and, and and then they're like, but who am I? Because I just gave a piece of myself and now I've created this human and I'm supposed to be nurturing it and taking care of it, but I'm still a wife where I'm still, you know, a mom to my other kids. 
But on the flip side of that, when women are dealing with like infertility, it's something that comes up a lot of who am I? Because I'm not a mom yet. And that's the deepest thing I want to be is be a mom. Mm. And so how do I fit in? It's hard to fit in. There's plenty of people who mm. deal with infertility, for example, but it's mm-hmm. still, it's kind of, even if your best friend's dealing with it, it's still a lonely journey because yep. it's something that is so deep within that you want. And even, you know, someone who's been divorced or someone who's lost a loved one, like there's always that loss in that, that longing for being something different. And so we sometimes hold on to that identity is what I see. And that's definitely been my, my story. So my husband and I still have had children. It's for a different reason than PCOS. We've, we've done some other things for um, why we're not having children at this time, but there's definitely that longing of like, well, then who am I? Because I could just say, I'm just a coach or I'm that, and that's fine. That identity is fine, but I want more. And I just kind of, I like to tell my clients, it's okay to want more, but it's also okay to like not compare yourself and say like, well, you know, Heidi went through this and look at her. She's such a badass entrepreneur and she's all these things. I want to be that, but it's okay for you to be your own person. It's just not, it just feels scary and maybe not safe sometimes, but it is possible, especially with PCOS. That's, that's Uh. the mantra I like to that's really, really, that's really, really good. I, and I love how like, it's okay to want more. It's also great to just find value. Like I'm going to use your word voyage because I think it's such a great word, such a great word. Yeah. Like how can we find value in the voyage? I use the phrase a lot, like find joy in the journey, but yeah. I think like finding value in the voyage while you're on this path and allowing yourself to evolve with different identities is okay rather than just settling on one and then just grasping to it for all your worth. Like tying our worth to one identity is a really scary place to be. And I know for me, it was like, I had so much value being a significant other, right? Like being in this relationship with someone else, literally it's in the name significance. It gives you significance. Being in a relationship with another, I found a ton of identity driven in my corporate job. So it was like, I was always trying to climb that corporate ladder as as quick and as hard and as fast as I could because I enjoyed my job, but like I could identify with something that made me proud of myself. So like I would just pour into that and pour into that. But then when you detach from your job and you detach from your significant other, you stand there in a very lonely space and go, who am I now? Yeah. And what I find really, what I kind of love about going through that voyage and trying to, to discover, we sometimes have to go so much deeper. And so what I find with my clients, it's funny because they'll come to me and they're coming to me for PCOS. So they're coming with symptoms, right? Symptoms that they don't want to have and things like that. But when we go on such a deeper level, it's why I really resonate more with like, Sometimes like with life coach is what you might want to call it or things like that, because health is one part of it. But when we dive deeper into that belief system, you know, we've all created these beliefs, especially from childhood of what we're supposed to be. Mm. And sometimes when we break down those beliefs, it's like, you know what? It's okay that I don't have to be, let's say, I don't have to be a size, you know, six to be loved. Yeah, But I have this belief system and 
you know, something that my, my parents always said, like, well, you're not going to find a husband. You're not going to find a mate if you're not a size six. Nobody likes a big girl or now that wasn't my experience, but you see what I'm saying. Sure. All of these deep seated beliefs. And when we really look down at them and like kind of dissect it and say, Hey, wait a minute. There's such freedom when it says, Oh, wait a minute. I have to have that belief. I don't know exactly where it came from or why I've been hanging my hat on it, but I actually can be really who I want to be. I can, I can be a size 12 or mm-hmm. I can be a mom or I don't have to be a mom. Maybe I want to be a foster mom or maybe I find value in this. I was just kind of stuck in what I thought I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. Um, and there's some real growth from that. And it's probably one of my favorite um, things that I like to watch or to witness clients going through mm-hmm. because, um, so to speak, because there's such growth that comes from that. And there's also, you can just feel the tension come off of like, it's okay. I get to be who I want to be. And it's okay that that might change because we go through seasons oh. and there's such beauty to it. The belief work and the permissioning yourself to choose how you want to show up, what you want to believe, where you want to take yeah. your life. There's a a switch that flips on in yeah. this space of self-development and self-growth and self-understanding where when we realize that when we choose differently, when we choose to go, you know what? Being a size 16 is beautiful yeah. Right. Yeah. Or whatever it is. And we're using size because it's an easy one to to jump into. Right. But like any kind of identity, you know what? It's great to be a stay-at-home mom mm-hmm. because that's a big one for people. You know what? It's great yeah. to not have kids. You know what? Yeah. It's whatever we want to choose for ourselves is totally acceptable if we accept it for ourselves. And that's yeah. where I think a lot of us go wrong, is we forget that we're trying so hard so hard to get everybody else to accept us. So we're trying to perfect all these little pieces and parts of us to get accepted, to find the sense Mm -hmm. of belonging. But where we really screw up is the first step is self-acceptance. And if I can accept whatever size, shape, color, beliefs, values, blah, 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 desires, if I can accept that full, fully, wholeheartedly for myself, that is where the magic happens. And so I love that you work so deeply and I do too on the belief system and the awareness around it. There's something that you shared with me the first time that we chatted and you said like, it's normal to be in the season of not exactly knowing who you are. And I thought that was so powerful. Can you say more about that? Yeah, I think, you know, oftentimes I think that if we don't know who we are or we have some kind of life change that mixes, mixes everything up. Mm-hmm. And we often are thinking then like, oh, there's something wrong with me. And oh my goodness, what's like, I've got it. Like, we're just ready to react. And, you know, we put ourselves in such a tizzy, so to speak. But there's actually some real beauty because that means that you can grow something different. You know, there's a real beauty in saying, hey, it's okay that I don't know who I am right now, but I'm kind of learning and I'm going to enjoy this for what it is. Because there's often a saying that I don't remember even where I heard it from, so I can't quote her, but that every moment and every experience is orchestrated for growth. 
Meaning that like everything that we do, everything we go through, while it might not be easy, there's really growth opportunity there. And it's for a, for our own growth. If we stayed the same we were when we were 10 years old and we didn't have any like bad things happen or we didn't have any experiences, it was just kind of neutral. Well, we would still kind of be that 10 year old self, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yep. everything that we go through, even if it's really difficult, like we've talked about infertility when I'm working with a client and they've had, you know, a miscarriage or they, you know, whatever the case may be. Well, that I'm not going to tell them like, oh, this experience is so great for you. You're just going to grow from it. But the truth of the matter is it's really deep. But when they come out of that, then it's like, wow, you know what? Not only did I survive, I've seen how strong I am. But now I just really see like what, you know, my community looks like or what, how strong my body is and how my body's protected me and whatever the case is, there's just such beauty in it. And I think that. One of the things that, and I don't know if I can go on to this, but one of the things that I find interesting too that's around us is things like social media. We love social media. It's a really great tool, but it's also one of those that really helps us when, or really hinders us when it comes to identity and like who we're supposed to be. Because there's so much comparison, even if, again, I hate keeping to use this experience, but someone who's had a miscarriage or is facing infertility there, it's great. They can watch somebody else go through it, yeah. but they'll watch just a reel of what's going on with that person. And then they, they start to compare themselves and be like, well, I'm not bouncing back. There must be something wrong with me. Why am I not strong? Why am I not doing this? Why, you know, why yeah. they got pregnant again in six months or whatever. So it's one of those things that I often tell my, my clients, like if you can have a healthy relationship with social media, I mean, you and I both, we run our businesses with social media and it's a really great tool, but it's one of those that is really hard. I feel like in the society we're in now, that comparison and like trying to make ourselves be that person we see on social media. Oh, like, yeah. well, they look like they have a great identity. I'm going to be like them because they look super happy and they have this beautiful house or they have, you know, their health or whatever it is. I'm going to do that. And I always have kind of a saying of like, try to stay in your own lane because your lane's not a bad one. Just stay in your own lane and you can look, you can see what's going on, but really have that focus on who is it that you want Leanna to be? Who is it that Heidi wants to be? Because that's going to be something quite beautiful and it's not going to look like their journey. It's going to be even better. Okay. It's time for a 10 second break to tell you about something great. Did you know that there's a community of divorced women who meet up virtually on a weekly basis and heal through divorce together? That's right. Our 12-week comeback community and group coaching experience provides the roadmap, the resources, and the relationships needed to navigate your new normal, create your comeback, and thrive after divorce. Take it from me. When you've got a plan and a partner in place, you'll be moving forward faster in no time. Visit divorcecomebackcoach.com and book your free clarity call with me, Heidi B, today and see if it's a fit. All right, let's get back to the show. That is such great advice for when trying to determine for giving yourself the permission for who you want to be now. That is amazing yeah. advice. And it sounds so simple, but is it is so critical, especially for so many of the ladies that I work with in the divorce space. 
The first thing you want to do is go look around for what you could be, what you should be, (laughs) what might be possible. And unfortunately, there is just so much, there's just so much tossed in your face at that time. And already everywhere you look, there's so much coupling up or happiness stories, or look at what I'm doing, or look at where what date I'm going on, or look at look at us and look at our life that you're not getting the whole picture and the whole story. And it's actually just a distraction from you sitting with yourself in silence and deciding what you want your reel to look like eventually. And I don't mean that like so that you can just go and show the world, look at me now on your social media. I just mean like if you don't take a step back from that, you're going to have the potential to lean into picking out pieces and parts of someone else's story that aren't really meant for you. And then you're just, again, just trying to find acceptance and find belonging by pretending to be someone that you don't even enjoy being. And so it can just be a really, really downward hole to go in. I really, really loved the permissioning that you, that you said in your phrase about that it's normal to not know exactly who you are. I think that permissioning is really, really powerful because I know I felt really crushed and really stuck in comparison syndrome. And that's something that you've mentioned a couple of times now, like, and when you're crushing it in comparison syndrome, like to Have someone give you permission to know it's okay to not know right now. Just be where you're at right now. That shift from crushed into curiosity, like don't worry about it. Just get curious about what that might look like for you. Curiosity, the word cure is in the word curiosity, and I don't think it's a coincidence. Like curiosity can be one of the biggest cures for our soul and for, I think, for our life's joy and happiness. So I would encourage anyone listening, no matter what you're moving through, if you're trying to reclaim your identity and have permission to be who you want to be, shift into a space of curiosity and compassion of self. And that will give you like this broadened, more expansive space to live in. Yeah, I love it. And I always yeah. say within that curiosity, what comes sometimes is that at first, when you're, st- when you start to experiment with that curiosity, sometimes it feels a little unsafe, but I'm here to tell anyone listening that it is safe, that it is okay. And that it, it's the more you do it, the more you look into that curiosity, the more you look deep in within what you want, really the better it gets and just the more bright it gets. You go from something kind of like that seems a little dim to something so bright and you start to really see who you truly are. And wow, it's such a beautiful, beautiful voyage that you get to go on. Ah, thanks for sharing the safety piece because curiosity can feel very uncertain again, back to that uncertainty piece. Because I remember what that feels like. Just, okay, I don't know who I am. I don't know what I want. I don't even know what I like to eat. I don't even know how I like like to move my body. I don't know when I like to wake up, when I like to go to bed. I really had gotten in such this pattern of doing it either the way that I thought I should be doing it or doing it the way that like worked best in my relationship. So this permissioning of just like, just stay curious. Let's see what time you wake up or just stay curious. Let's try rollerblading, right? Like I went out and I bought like 
like all the pads and all the things. Like I looked like a <laughs> uh, like six year old out there on the beach path mm-hmm. with all these people who looked amazing, like doing tricks on the rollerblades. <laughs> And turns out I really liked rollerblading. Turns out I didn't really like salsa dancing. I mean, like I thought, (laughs) so I just like gave myself permission to try all these things, but it did feel, it did feel strange. Like at first I felt a little unsafe, but once I realized the difference, like what safety meant for me, I was like, Mm -hmm. you're safe. It just feels awkward to do something new and being able to differentiate the difference between safety and just like change, like the feelings of change and the fears that come along with things. And then going, Oh my gosh, Heidi, that's just like a fear story, but you can get Mm -hmm. through the fear story just by showing up and proving to yourself that you're, you're not going to die. Like (laughs) you can go to the salsa dance. You can be the worst one on the floor. You can laugh at yourself you can vulnerably say to people, I've never done a dance step in my life. I just came here as, as a new part of my journey. And I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out things that I like. Like if we can be more honest with what we're doing and why we're showing up in certain ways, I think that's very empowering space to be. And in that process, by you being curious and by you being learning that there is safety in it, then you really affect others. It becomes contagious. So then you're kind of drawing those other kind of people is also, you can touch someone else's life by, you know, you're sharing up at a salsa class and saying, I've never done this before. And there might be somebody in the class be like, oh man, I haven't either, but I wasn't going to tell anybody like, oh, she said it was okay. So I guess it's okay for me too. And so I always look at that as like, man, if I can be in the uncomfortable and show somebody else that it's okay, then like, I'm going to do it because there's, once you do it, there's no looking back. Even if it's a total disaster and, you know, things like that, you get such value from it and you're like, man, I'm pretty awesome. We're just even trying it, you know, yeah, and, and like testing out the waters. And, and I that, love that. That curiosity and vulnerability builds courage and it builds character. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's so much growth and expansion. If you're willing to just lean into those edges. Another thing that you said to me was you are not your circumstances. Like what, what do you mean by that? And why is that so important? You are not your circumstances. Well, I feel like, you know, oftentimes we feel like, you know, like we either we have a diagnosis or like in your case, you know, we're talking about divorce or we lost a loved one or whatever it is. It's almost as if you're labeled. So okay. So, you know, we see it on the PCOS side of it. You go into a doctor's appointment and you're already labeled as PCOS. So you now you've been told like, all right, we're going to look at your cholesterol. We're going to look at your cardiac and you, you know, you're just labeled as that and there's no coming back. But if that's how you live is just in your circumstance of like, well, yeah, we're going to have a hard time having children or yeah, you know, I can't lose weight or, oh, I can't do this. Then you're kind of making that as we talked about beliefs, (laughs) you're making that belief system of that, like, well, it's never going to happen. And so I'm just going to live life waiting to get that diagnosis of having, you know, a cardiac issue, or I'm going to live through the life of, you know, not being able to have the energy to run around with my kids or like, that's just how it is. So we get so stuck that we can't really see what's on the other side or even see that, like, maybe that's not what's going to be the case. Or maybe you do have issues with like even taking PCOS out of it. Take, you know, 
any other life change. If you break a leg or things like that, you're in that circumstance for a moment, but you know it's short term and you're able to function. But if you continue to drag that leg around for years and stay in that circumstance and say, well, I'm always going to have a weak left leg, then you're going to start to believe it and you're really going to narrow what you could have in your life. So I'm big about not saying like, okay, this might be a situation or a symptom or a circumstance, but it doesn't mean that you have to sit in it and just own it and put it on your, your name badge of like, okay, this is what I have. I have PCOS. I've, you know, been divorced and, you know, I've lost a child. And so this is the badge I wear and this is what my life is. Now, what are those other things that could be circumstances don't always have to be bad. They can be good too. So, you know, I ran a, you know, a 5k this weekend, or I did these things. Those are also things, but we never put those on our badge, right? We only look at the the negative circumstance and think that's forever. And just really looking at like, what are the, what are the awesome things you did today? Or what are the awesome circumstances you have? Ooh, I love that the other side of the circumstantial, like I always tell my clients, there's this thing that we do called A plus assumptions, because so Mm -hmm. many times it's just like, we worry about something and then it goes to the worst case scenario. And I say, okay, that's totally fine. If you want to go all the way to this side of the spectrum and think about what the worst possible thing is going to happen. But if you're going to do that, you owe it to yourself to go all the other direction. What if it all works out? What if it's like, I call the A plus assumption. So if you're going to go give yourself an F, a big old fail, a big old flop, whatever you want to call, you got to give yourself an A plus as well so that your your brain and your body can work together to call whatever is on path for you into existence. And you're not just subscribing to one thing, which is why I love the label discussion because it's like you can choose to use your label to limit you or you can choose to do something else with yourself, choose to think about yeah. it differently and and definitely adding in the circumstances that lift you up instead of using limiting labeling. Like, I think that that's super important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that like, it's easy to say that like, okay, well, well just don't let the circumstances affect you. Yeah. And you know, circumstances are real and they're hard, yeah. yep. but it's, it really is that bigger picture of saying like, okay, I might have a circumstance. How can I like maybe find a workaround, but also, okay, I accept it, but I also don't just don't have to just continue sitting in it as I said before, but I think it's just important because sometimes it might come off as like, well, just your circumstances, you just, you know, you can, you can get over them and you're fine and everything's beautiful. And that's just not always the case, right? I mean, it's hard. We were just talking you know, we're sometimes we go through things and when you're in it, it's really hard, but then you have a bright sunny day and you're like, okay, so I learned from that. Now I know what to do. I can go forward. I'll probably have to deal with this for a little bit longer. It's not short term maybe, but I can figure out the, the good label that I can have and what this has brought to me. That's beautiful. I mean, I wrote down a pre-recording, something that you said to me, just because I, I know it's going to be powerful moving forward in my own life. And you mentioned those moments that you go through on your voyage that maybe aren't as pretty and aren't as wonderful. And the phrase that you used was, you know, when I go through things, essentially, then mm-hmm. I can add the phrase and I'm figuring it out. Like yes. the just the phrase you used that I just want you to know that deeply moved me this morning. Yeah. And you were sharing yeah. your, uh, some some of your own stuff. 
But like, I want our listeners to know if you can write down the phrase and I'm figuring it out, that alone is such powerful positioning and permissioning for your willingness to know that there is more. It's not just this, this is where I'm stuck. It's this is the reality that's happening. And sometimes there's just stinky stuff that's happening and it doesn't Mm. feel fair and it doesn't feel good physically, emotionally, whatever you're going through. But if you can add the phrase and I'm figuring it out, it tells your body I'm willing to acknowledge that this is where I'm at. And I'm willing to acknowledge that there's something after it too. And that there's some, that there's more coming that is for me and not just where I'm stuck right now. So I loved that. I call that like, there's, there's two sides of the coin. There's the wishing and the waiting, right? That that labeling can get us stuck in. Like, are you going to be a wisher and a waiter? Or are you going to be a willinger and a worker? And when you can shift out of the wishing and the waiting, because I have so many clients that come to me in the wishing and the waiting part, like, I guess I just have to be divorced now and I just have to wait for the pain to pass. And as soon as it passes, then I'll just wake up one day and I'll just feel like me again. But the reality is, unless you shift gears into the willing person who's willing to do the work to get yourself to the other side or a different space or a different footprint on your path, like further down the path, the wishing and the waiting, in my experience, has not really been effective. Yes. You said that so beautifully. I, I totally agree because yeah. there's that almost like a proactive stance to that, right? Yep. So it, this is what's happening, but I, I'm still moving. It may feel like I'm moving in small steps and like it, I'm dragging, you know, a hundred pounds behind me, but I'm still moving and I'm figuring it out. And I got this. Yep. Uh, yeah. Never stop. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. I think, I think like a big part of permissioning also has to do with, like you said, the identities that we choose for ourselves. And you shared, um, something else with me earlier on that, that you said like your identity is defined by you. It doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be this way. Like, what did you mean by that? It doesn't have to be this way. It's defined by you. Well, I think you ultimately you get to choose. There's no, you know, we talked about social media. We talked about these things earlier and Sometimes we take that as like a scapegoat. Like, well, it's just easier if I'm defined by what what this list of this person has done and I'll do that. But we actually, it's in our power to say who we are and what our identity looks like, even if that's not easy, but our spouse or our family or our boss or these things, they do not get to choose who we are going to be. We get to make that choice. Even if it's hard sometimes to set those boundaries or to do those things, we ultimately get to choose. That's the gift we were giving, excuse me, given was that we get to choose how we use our life, who we're going to be, and how we're going to show up in this world. It comes down to us, not what's around us, quiet that noise. You know, we get to ultimately choose that. And I think it's such a beautiful gift that we were given. That's a mic drop moment. It truly is. (laughs) It truly, it truly, truly is. So much of the work that I do is about creating your comeback. And I'm wondering in all of the ways that you work with your beautiful humans, is there one, one thing that our listeners could start doing today to create their comeback? Yeah, I think it's really kind of what we've been talking about, but in a, in, let's say like in a cohesive way of 
how do I want to say this? Like that it is okay to be you. It is okay to look deep within and say, this is what I want. So if you do not want to have to obsess and wake up every morning about how you need to lose 30 pounds, let it go. You don't need to. Like that it should be the least of your things. Yes, there there's certain parameters that we want this for. But if you look deep within and say, instead of focusing on wanting to lose 30 pounds, and I just use that as an example because it's something common, look deep in and say, I want to show up today as a kind human being. Mm-hmm. Or I want to show up today as a person who's, you know, shown love to others. Or whatever that looks like. You can't move that needle until you decide that you want it for yourself mm. and like what you truly want. All those other things, losing weight, getting your health back, owning your own business, all those things are added benefits, but it's not until you come within and say, this is what I actually want for my life. And I, I may not know. I may not know the exact precise thing, but I'm willing to try. Yes. Oh, so, so good. This has been an amazing conversation and I'm so, so grateful. But first of all, how can our listeners get more of you in their life? Where can they find you? What are you doing? Yes. After I down talk social media, (laughs) my go-to because you know what? It is kind of the easiest thing. You can find me on curved underscore thinking on Instagram. This is really where I, a lot of my communication with clients comes also, you can find me like uh, you can always email me at Leanna Curvelo at gmail.com. But all those things can be found on my Instagram as well. I try to keep it simple. I try to focus a lot of my time on clients. And so, yeah, that's where you can find me. It, I am just always open, even just for conversation. Sometimes I meet with clients. Sometimes we're a great fit to work with each other. And sometimes it's just nice to have chats. So I just love people. <laughs> Yes, you are amazing. And we will put all of your details in the show notes so you guys can easily click and get connected. I have two quick closing questions I ask every single guest. And the first one is, what is one thing, Leanna, that you love about you? I love my, yeah, that's such a good one. I would say my endurance. I never give up. Um, I will not... I will not give up on something. So whether it's a health journey or sometimes people might consider it being stubborn, but I see it as endurance Mm. um, and I will keep going um, until I'm able to reach where I want to be. That's a beautiful, beautiful quality. And then the last question is, what does joy feel like in your body? I love this question, Heidi. So joy for me is such a... And I didn't know you were going to ask this question. So I kind of love it because it's very organic. And what's coming up? I feel like (laughs) joy for me is like kind of, I think joy, I think about being able to be my organic, authentic self and have those around me, like being authentic with them. So it's, it almost in that, in your body, it almost feels like this breath of fresh air and sunshine of just being calm within yourself. Like it's okay to be me and I'm enough. And I, that's, it's, I love this feeling. (laughs) 
You are a breath of fresh air and our listeners can't see you, but you have this beautiful ray of sunlight that is coming in as well. So (laughs) it's just so fitting the way that you just described this all. It's so beautiful. Just thank you so, so much for your time, for your energy, for your expertise, for your care today. We appreciate you, you and the work that you do. Well, thank you for all that you do, Heidi. You bring so much joy to everyone and I just love it. Oh, I love it. Thank you. And for all of you listening, remember you are safe. You are loved. You are enough. Go out into the world, shine your light bright and live a limitless life. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for tuning in. If you loved our chat or know someone who would take a quick screenshot and share it now or leave a five-star review so this message can reach the masses. Let's continue connecting over on Instagram at Divorce Comeback Coach or go to divorcecomebackcoach.com to start coordinating your comeback today. You can even schedule a free connection call to see if our comeback community and group coaching experience is for you. Tune in next week for another transformational topic. And remember, you are safe, you are loved, you are worthy, you are enough. Take care.